2: So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others.
3: wendy prater at magical journeys here proud sponsor of the universal after dark podcast how would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at universal's new property the aventura hotel aventura opens this august and is another great option to consider when staying at universal you can get early entry benefits transportation to and from all the parks and have views of any of the three parks at the end of a long day have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys.
2: Welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others.
1: Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda, aka Boston White, and I'm joined by some of my all-time fave boys today. So I am joined by Polly Day.
3: Am I... Am I... I...
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, was, he was so expecting to be last. <laughs> I
3: uh, tried like, not I to seem surprised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have Nick.
2: Hello. I'm not in a bush.
1: And we have the return of PDAPs for Washington. Hello. It's so good to have you back.
0: It has been a while, actually, yeah. It's just not quite worked out for the last couple of shows. But yes, I'm back. And should be back now until we uh, we hit Florida.
1: Yes. And the final countdown is on how many weeks do we have left until we go away, guys?
2: Five. Five.
1: <gasps> five weeks and one day until I go away. I am excited.
2: Five weeks and two for us. Five weeks and one for you. It's, uh, it's crept up. You know what I think is weird is like, we've obviously been talking about this in the background for... Quite a while, I mean, we started booking stuff, I think beginning of the year or the end of last year, but the last the last couple of months have flown by like I can't believe we're now this close from actually being there.
1: honestly, like I really, really feel like I've blinked and these last few weeks have just gone by like it has gone crazy fast. I feel so unprepared. It is ridiculous. but we have been very busy trying to plan our meetup, and we're all so excited about it. I can't wait to meet everybody. Yeah. We're just trying to finalize a place because it is just freshly occurred to us that none of the bars open until fall.
2: Yeah, we actually, for, for those eagle-eyed listeners, we actually put an event out in the group. We finally decided everything on Sunday, I think it was. Put an announcement out. Somebody questioned it. Two minutes later and the event got pulled because we just automatically assumed that, you know, bars would be open at normal times. And it seems that for the majority of bars in the Universal City Walk area, they open at four o'clock. That seems to be a reasonable time for people to drink, apparently. Um, Obviously, that's not how we do things.
1: No, I'm used to having my 12 o'clock beers every day. So I'm like, yeah. It's going to be fine. It's, it's always no barbecupped somewhere. Honestly, yeah. So it, it honestly didn't even occur to me at all that some places might not be open until four. So we are trying to find a suitable place so that enough space for us all without us all being like cramped and on top of each other. So we oh, will let things. you guys know. Yeah.
3: Okay, okay so I was going, going to say to we out. might
0: end up in... <laughs> might end up in Starbucks. Honestly...
1: If all else fails, we can just go to Shea Alcatraz and hang out by Jaws, my usual 12 o'clock beer spot. We'll, we will just be a little bit cramped.
4: <laughs> I'm not being funny. You we see could probably... a lot of people sitting on a bench drinking, drinking out of brown paper bags. That's our meetup.
2: <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I reckon Fast and Furious is so quiet right now. We could probably ask Universal if we could just hold it in the queue. Yeah,
4: that's an idea. <laughs>
1: I mean, hard no to Fast and Furious,
2: thank you. I mean, I think... Join, join the family party! <laughs> I
3: think
2: it's... I mean, there's always, there's only always some corona there. Um, I think... I mean, I think that would probably be cheaper for us to hire out than the uh, quotes that we were getting to hire out a bar for two hours.
1: Oh, God. So, I couldn't believe
2: it. <laughs> we did... So we did have the original venue that we wanted. The hours didn't work, so we asked if we could use the space uh, for two hours before... It actually opened, and the the quote was just ridiculous. Like, like Florida holiday ridiculous. Just like unbelievable.
1: More. It was more than my Florida holiday. Oh, A lot more than my Florida holiday. I, I'm, I'm
2: talking family Florida
1: holiday.
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Family was, family style. It was it was absolutely. ridiculous family style? <laughs> yeah. Most. Yes. Oh well, maybe not quite that <laughs> expensive.
2: Well, I mean his family not the not the entire nineteen of them um, yeah. but yeah it was it was quite crazy, considering that this is obviously um just a, a meetup. meet up you know we're not charging anybody for it uh, we're not making any money on it. It is purely just us to hang about with you know some of our nearest and dearest listeners um and yeah, absolutely incredible i mean basically if you if you wanted to fund it. Um, you'd all need to bump up your Patreons by quite a significant amount. So um, we're we're looking at alternatives. And uh, I think when when we've got it, I think what we're going to have to ask people to do, we're not going to charge people. We're not going to ask people to buy tickets or anything like that. But we do need you to confirm if you are going to go. Because if it ends up being one of the venues, we will just need to make sure we've got enough seats. So we don't want to uh book a table for you know 10 15 people something like that and then double that turn up so um that's the only thing we'll ask is if you are desperate to go if you intend to go let us know so we can make sure that we accommodate um but yeah so a revised event will be coming out very very soon
1: for sure we will definitely find some of us all to enjoy a nice little beer together but speaking of beers I'm not forgetting how we start the show usually with what we're drinking so yeah. holiday Day I'm going back to you first and i not surprised <laughs> there
2: that is the sound of someone not surprised
4: <laughs> was. Not, I was prepared I was voice go and I'm drinking I'm, I'm that was actually tonic I'm on the gin and tonic again nice oh, cheers
1: beautiful. Okay, Nick, what are you
2: drinking? All right. So first of all, before I announce what I'm drinking, let me just clear something. We're well, not clear something. Let's just be candid about something. So I was recording with P-Dubs just over a week ago, I was drinking a beer. I went to reach for my phone. Um, I, some, I still cannot figure out how I did it. I ended up spitting my beer in the air. It went over my Mac. It went over my Mac. And I quickly tried to clean everything up. Uh, in fact, p didn't even know anything was going on. That's how, that's how kind of secret spark was <laughs> be. Because I was just trying to carry on with the podcast. Um, my MacBook keyboard is completely screwed. Just <gasps> won't do anything at all. Um, I ha- I'm having to use a USB keyboard plugged <laughs> into my MacBook. So at least the Mac itself works. But the keyboard is dead. And apparently there is nothing you can do. About it. I don't have Mac money to buy a new one. So I'm having to put up with that at the moment. Um, my mic is making funny noises. I don't know. I, I don't know how to take it apart. I don't know if I can get it working again. And it was a, a Yeti. So that was very annoying. Um, it was actually a Yeti that Ryan was going to take off me as well. So he's out for Yeti as well. Um, luckily, I had a backup mic. So that was okay. But I am drinking a beer, but it is not near anything tonight. So I'll open Be a it up. PTSD. Oh, my God. Oh, that made a good sound. Um, I'm drinking a Stella Artois. Uh, not my usual choice, but I went to buy some food the other day and there was a stupid deal where if you bought a packet of vegetarian burgers and four bottles of Stella Artois, it was three quid. What? So, yeah, exactly. I oh, know three pound fifty, sorry. Um shout out to the co-op other supermarkets are available. So uh yeah, I ended up with two two really nice burgers and uh four pint uh, four bottles of Stella. So chin in, everyone. Nice, nice.
1: Okay. P Dabs, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I'm quite clearly the boring one out of everybody, but I've got a chocolate milk.
1: Oh.
2: That's classy.
1: Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What kind of chocolate milk? It's Nesquik. Oh,
1: gee.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was in the cupboard and I was just like, I fancy something different, so there you go. (laughs) I
2: I will say one thing, right, about chocolate milk. You will not know the excitement that 11-year-old me had when his local shop started selling YooHoo chocolate milk in cans as an American import. I'd never seen chocolate milk in cans. I was very impressed. I drank it. I was not so impressed.
1: Mm-hmm. It does not <laughs> sound nice. No. No. Yeah. So I am being extra boring and I'm drinking coffee because I've got a long night ahead of me because this is busy, busy season. If you do Halloween themed podcasts.
2: You, you have been uh, rather busy on, on YouTube. That has been noted by me.
1: Okay, if I
2: that would give you one.
1: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's card. been a very, very busy week. It's been a very busy month, in fact. And we're coming to the end of it because we had our 10th and Vinyl House announcement this past mm-hmm. week. We had our second show announcement this week.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: we had another special, strange announcement that I want to talk about a little bit later. It's been all gone. But... This house announcement, I'm really excited to talk about on the podcast. I filmed a video about it a couple of days ago and I was like, I cannot wait to talk to you guys about this because I know that you guys are going to have totally different opinions than what I do. <laughs> 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 and I'm ready. I'm ready to hear them. So our 10th house was, of course, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses and this If you have followed the podcast for a long time or you've followed watching my videos for a long time, you'll know that I'm a freaking massive Rob Zombie fan and House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my all-time favourite films. And I also know that not everybody has that same opinion. And as we said last time, Rob Zombie is Marmite. (laughs) But I don't care about that because I freaking love it, honestly. I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever been so excited for a house announcement. Well, look,
2: the weird thing is... um... I, I love Marmite, you know? So on hearing Rob Zombie was, was Marmite, I was, I was pretty excited. Um, what I've, what I decided to do this year, I think I mentioned it a few shows back, is uh, every time there's been a house announcement, if I haven't seen the film before or I haven't seen the film for a while, um, I, I've decided to, to watch that film to kind of get me ready the event so so far um and a man you can film me in where i've missed out uh i've watched ghostbusters uh i just w- rewatched us the other week um i watched uh, killer clowns from outer space loved it and uh last oh zombie land we talked about zombie land already we have no we did yeah we did in the last episode didn't we yeah
1: we yes. did all of so
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yes, yes. So, although that's not amazing, uh, I haven't watched Zombieland again yet, but I've got it to to watch this week. Um, but last week after the announcement, I thought I've got to watch House of Thousand Corpses, so I did. And, um, yeah, I, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I, I was gutted, I, w- I was gutted, I really was because I knew how much you loved it. Um, and I watched it and I just couldn't believe what i'd watched, but saying that and i said the same on the uh hhn 29 halloween planning podcast that um craig and p-dubs do as well that as much as i i thought the film was just the worst i think it will make a really good house which i won't like
1: well before we get into the rest of your opinion On the film, and why you think that, and why you're wrong. Um, Speaking of why it'll make a good house, I don't know if everybody knows this, and I spoke about this in the video that I put out last night. The reason it's going to make such a good house is because the film is based on Halloween Horror Night's House. So back in 2000, the Halloween Horror Night Hollywood team had asked Rob Zombie to work on a house for them to create this maze. And so he came up with House of a Thousand Corpses, which was basically like this super fucked up family and you'd be going into their house. And so then he was in a meeting with some film people and he pitched the idea of the house as a film. They're like, yeah, yeah, sounds cool, we're all about it. So they had planned to make this house and his film. Kind of a joint thing, so they both happen at the same time and they like promote each other. And they were even playing a trailer for the film in line for the house. However, last minute, they decided they didn't like the film anymore, it was too violent. So they canned the film, they renamed the house to Rob Zombie's American Nightmare, and the film wouldn't come out for another three years. So since then, actual House for 1000 Thousand Corpses movie one has appeared at Hollywood two times. So in 2010 and 2011 with a 3D house too, And then this year's our first time in Orlando. So that is the reason why it looks like it's going to make such a good house because it's already been one.
2: And I did actually watch a video of the, um, I think it was the last house in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't check the year. Um, if it was 2010 or 2011. But um, yeah, because obviously once you've seen a, a film, you then try and work out what bits are going to be taken from that film. Um, and it wasn't much of a surprise, to be honest. I think they they picked out the bits that they did. And, you know, I'm not sure Rob Zombie's thought process when he was making House of a Thousand Corpses if um, his intention was to make... You know, was to kind of make a film that could easily be taken into that kind of uh, atmosphere. I, you know, I, I've got no idea, um, but it, you know, it was a it was a very effective house. I think they, you know, had the the greatest hits of the film in it. Now that Hollywood has had one twice and it's coming back for a third time, but on both coasts, I imagine that things will be a bit different um maybe they'll expand some scenes maybe they'll they'll throw in a few new ones I'm not I'm not quite sure but I'd be surprised if they go back to the exact same well that they had before
1: yeah I feel like this is going to be bigger and better than ever before obviously we've spoken before about how Although the, the Hollywood team tend to, well, they seem anyway, emulated, like have an awful lot more resources to pull from. The Orlando team do tend to outshine them with the houses quite massively. So I have no kind of like, no second thoughts about how our house will probably be the better one in a non mean way. I just know that our team know how to make a good freaking house. And I think this is going to be red dick.
2: The, the one thing that I've seen, and I, I don't know, uh, P-Dubs, you've obviously been to, to Hollywood, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Mr. I I don't know if you've ever watched any of the, because, you know, you get a lot of footage from the Hollywood houses because of um, you know, what they allow you to do over there compared to Orlando. Um, But the one thing that I noticed, especially in the the most recent couple of years when looking at Hollywood houses, is the fact that you get a lot of black curtains everywhere.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And when I saw the video for the House of a Thousand Corpses house, I didn't notice that so much. I don't, it was edited, so I don't know if they edited some of that that stuff out. Uh, But I think that, to me, is the big difference between what. Hollywood do and what Orlando do is that you don't get that kind of I don't want to say breathing space, but do you know what I mean? Like it, it a black curtain when you've been doing something to get through to something else breaks it up.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think with Orlando, you've got a continual flow. Like, you know, when you've got to go into another room, you don't step through a black curtain. You
1: know, no, that's it. I feel like every every single possible space in an orlando house is utilized
2: yes yes exactly that's 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 what i meant um so i i think that uh and having seen as i said what they've done previously i think it will make a really good house it will be a house that makes me feel uncomfortable uh and and that's that's you know i'm really confident in that, and I think that was the difference between watching the film and, and what we're going to get with the house is that i didn't really i wasn't scared by the film i didn't think it was um there was a few bits which were, which were like quite gross, but not as much as I was expecting really um but I think when you are in that scenario that's what makes it different, and that 's why. I find the mazes affect me more than the films that they're based on. But I think Us will give me quite a few jumps and the film didn't. And that's because you are in that film.
1: Exactly that. So I want to know what you didn't like about it.
2: Would it, I think it might be easy if I tell you what I liked about it. Okay. I like Rain Wilson. Right. I mean, pretty much everything. I thought the beginning of the film was quite interesting. in in how it starts off because the the beginning of the film didn't really have any part to do with the rest of the film obviously you don't know that at first but do you know what i mean like that that bit right at the beginning when the two people come in to try and uh, rob the place Mm -hmm. um you know that that happens and it's never referenced again and i thought that was quite cool um but i what i didn't like about it is the fact that it just didn't seem to like, be coherent, but like I couldn't follow what was going on. I didn't realize it was supposed to be set in the 70s,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I just didn't get that vibe at all. The only time that you kind of might look at it like that is because they were using telephones, but it was an early 2000s film, so a lot of people still did use landline phones, you know, rather than mobiles. Um, but I didn't get that vibe at all. Like, I don't think the the costumes. Were necessarily seventies or or anything like that. Could argue the cars were, but you quite often see quite old American cars in America anyway. So, um, you know, that confused me. I didn't realise it was a, a period piece. Um, I don't like his editing style, especially when he does like little jump. Like he does little jump things where things repeat themselves, like Max Hedrum. Uh I just think it's very amateurish. And yeah, I just didn't like the story. I just didn't, I just didn't find it interesting. I didn't find it uh, scary. I just didn't really know what was going on for a lot of it. I just thought it was a, just an absolute mess. I think it was trying too hard. And that's what it was. It was trying too hard and just didn't achieve it. And I think what would be interesting is to know exactly what happened in those three years between Universal, putting it out, And I think it was Lionsgate eventually Mm -hmm. put it out. Um, You know, did he go back and edit it? Did he go back and and put stuff in? You know, I've got no idea, but it just, it didn't feel like a a proper film. It just felt like a mishmash of things. And um, interestingly, he's gone back or, you know, he's talked about it and said that um, he doesn't uh, necessarily like the film himself, but he appreciates that it's got quite a a rabid fan base. So I thought that was quite interesting that the director himself kind of, not distanced himself from it, but wasn't kind of claiming it as a masterpiece. So, yeah, that that was it for me really.
1: I would call it a masterpiece. I've probably, you guys know what I'm like with being weird about watching films and TV shows like a whole bunch of times, like See Stranger Things um, and E.T., I've watched House of Thousand Corpses hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, whenever anyone asks me what my favourite horror film is, it's always Halloween slash House of Thousand Corpses. Like, I can't can't split them up. But everything that you didn't like about it is what I like about it. Like, I love (laughs) the grindhouse style of it. I love that you can't really follow the story completely. I think it made some of the greatest horror characters that we've seen in probably the two thousands with people like Otis Driftwood and Captain Spaulding. I love everything about it.
2: I will, I will say, I agree with you there. Like I think Captain Spaulding was a very interesting character, very um, interesting look, quite a striking look. One that definitely um, stands out among among like a lot of horror characters. So that was definitely an achievement in in itself. I, I completely get that. Um, And I'm not against Grindhouse-style horror either. Like, you know, the first Texas Chainsaw, that's probably the most famous example of a a Grindhouse film. This, I suppose, in a way was probably, and I haven't read this, but I guess was a bit of a homage to Texas Chainsaw. Um, I just didn't think it was anywhere near as good. And look, you know, that was, I believe, Toe Hooper's first film. Certainly the one that broke him anyway was Texas Mm -hmm. Chainsaw. Um, and this is Rob Zombie's first film. And I think if you, if you put them side by side, there's not really comparison in which one's actually better. But, you know, that's the good thing about films, is that, you know, just because I think something's absolute garbage and you've watched it a hundred times and I probably won't even watch it another one time, uh, you know, that's what's good. That, you know, it, it can provoke such emotions and such a response. And so, do I think you're mad? For loving as much as you do, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I you know, accept it because there are films that I love that people don't. And that's because there are things in them that I like that other people don't. So I I, I completely get why um, it's not a film for me at all, but why it has got a cult following.
1: For sure. And I feel like this is going to be one of the more popular Houses this year, like scrolling through Twitter, a lot of Horror Nights fans like haven't seen it, going to watch it for the first time, and then are like hated it. But I can see that it is going to be a favorite. I feel like people are going to have a completely different opinion when they come out of the house. I'm very excited about it.
2: And to be honest, I think that's going to be the same with us this year as well.
1: I think so. I Nearly think so.
2: everybody, and myself included, turned around when when they announced us all uh, the rumours were going around about us and uh, we're like, this, is gonna, this isn't going to work. It's, it's going to be an awful house. Rewatching it, knowing it's going to be a house and trying to pick out what I think are going to be bits that we're going to see, I can see it really working. And like I said before, there's a big difference between watching a film and being in a film. And that's where I think both of these houses are going to surprise people that aren't, aren't looking forward to them.
1: For sure. And I think that when we're recording our audio from our podcast tonight for our 100th episode, I think there's going to be an awful lot of screams and we're going through the tunnel scene. And that's just from Craig. Honestly. <laughs> I think it's going to be crazy. Polly, Day and Pdabs, have you seen it?
4: No. No. sorry.
1: Okay, you guys not, need to be
2: not, prepared and watch it before we go. I do, yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, I will definitely not recommend this film. <laughs> In a month of Sundays, I will tell you this film is awful. But I do think you will benefit from being aware of what you're going to experience. Because, you know, I, I was quite lucky, really, with The Shining. And I hadn't seen The Shining, but I knew, you know, it was it was such a pop culture thing. And it been spoofed so many times and you'd seen clips and whatnot that I was able to follow it and really enjoy it. But I only really appreciated the masterpiece they created when I watched the film afterwards and thought they really nailed this. They really nailed it. So I, I do think that it, it, you, you will benefit more being aware of it. Um, you know what? At the very least, just watch the trailer. That'll probably feed for you in a minute.
1: You know what, if you are not going to watch it, I did an Instagram watch-along for the movie club. So if you go into my Instagram and go into the highlights, click on movie club, there's about 50 different Instagram stories just like pointing out the bits that I think will be in the house. So if nothing else, watch that to prepare yourself. There you go, okay. This mm-hmm.
4: Sounds good. mm-hmm. So I, I will watch it if I get if I get through the others. I think it's probably lower on my list, but if I if I get a chance, I will watch it.
1: Well, I actually want to hear your guys' hype lists a little bit later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. So I mean you have time to repair because right now I'm going to talk about our second show. So our second show announcement is going to be Halloween Marathon of Mayhem. And as we had kind of alluded to on last week's show, it is going to be a Lagoon show. I can't wait to see this. I feel like we, with the time that we have been going, like obviously last year was the first year of them having cinematic celebration. We didn't get to see that show because it wasn't on on Halloween Horror Nights Nights. Now we're going to see an, in my opinion, even better version of the show because it's going to include horror movies. So this is going to be neon and synth-based, all about it. And it's going to include iconic scenes from Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, classic monsters, and killer clowns from outer space. Do you guys feel, though, that this could get real crowded and be a crowd-control nightmare?
4: It's on three times isn't it?
1: It's on three times so it's been at 10, 11 and 12.
4: Yeah and then you've got a fair amount of space I mean I don't know does it make a difference when they've got the uh like the scare zones does that cut down the viewing locations from the normal show?
1: Well we've got one scare zone in Central Park which is obviously where the entrance is to get to the main viewing area of the lagoon but then usually you'd be able to stand in the kind of like San Francisco area near Starbucks side of the lagoon to watch it but that's going to be around the same area that the Rob Zombie scare Zone is going to be it. or like leading up to it did you say cancelling? no <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> there'll be no cancelling of no Rob Zombies so I feel like it could just be a slight logistical nightmare but I imagine that they've thought through all of this, and they've got, they're going to have something in place. But we're not going to know that until opening night.
2: I mean, the fact that they've, as Mister D said, the fact they've got it on three times a night, I think definitely helps because I know we're not here to talk about the other one. But Mickey's not so scary. Do they have the fireworks on twice a night? Maybe. No. No.
0: No, they don't. No, it's only once. What did I think? They have the parade twice.
2: Ah, okay. So I remember... The parade
0: goes through once and then reverses back.
2: Yeah, so I remember... it comes
0: back out the same entrance that it's gone in.
2: Yeah, because the second second parade showing was always quieter than the first because it was a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, And I expect that as the night goes on, they'll get quieter. You know, we certainly, you know, me and Craig um, certainly know, noticed on the Sunday we were there last time that by about 12 o'clock it had really quietened down compared to the same time on, on Saturday uh, and Friday. So, you know, that I mean, I, I know Sunday's a different day because most people got get up for work on Monday, but the fact that um, the night gets a bit quieter the longer it goes on, I think if you go to one of the later shows, then it won't be quite so bad. But I do think that first nine o'clock show could be quite busy. I
1: agree.
2: No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that'll be the quiet one because everyone is too busy doing houses. I don't, you know,
1: it's
2: hard to know, but free shows, hopefully they'll, they'll have some kind of capacity, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we've seen with Bill and Ted before that, you know, they let so many people in per show. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll they'll do the same thing for this because I'm sure they want everyone to be in an optimum viewing experience to to see it. That said, you know, getting away from the logistics side of things, um I really wanted to see Cinematic Spectacular. It sounded really good. Um this one will be more special because this is just going to be for this year's Halloween Horror Nights and it's obviously focused on the IPs some of the IPs from this year's Halloween Horror Nights um and the fact that they're obviously including the music I mean the Stranger Things music is obviously great um music from Ghostbusters is obviously great and the music from Kidder Clowns is is obviously great as well um it'll be interesting what they do with the Universal Monsters simps mm-hmm. really weren't around in the nineteen thirties and forties.
1: No, and this this specifically says it's an eighties nightmare.
2: Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> so,
3: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they'll, if um, you know, maybe you know, the idea is that they will, um, you know, kind of synthesize some of those original compositions uh, and make potentially because. It, we've seen it done with things like um, Metropolis. They did that with Metropolis, which is like a 1930s uh, really famous sci-fi film. Um, in the 80s, they gave it a new score. Maybe that's what they're going to do, the Universal Monsters. Um, but I, I think this will be a really, really fun show, and I'm really looking forward to it. For sure. And now it's... you said that, Nick. Uh-oh. Now Nick said that.
0: The Universal Monsters Maze in Hollywood last year. Soundtrack was Slash.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true.
0: So that wouldn't be a massive surprise if they don't use that.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I'm very interested to see what this is all going to be about because it says that it's going to be like fountain-based media, obviously. State-of-the-art technologies and special effects in a new way. Like, are we going to see drones? Or is it going to be specifically lasers and fountains?
2: I would be shocked if they introduced... I know they've said, like, new technology and stuff like that. I'd be shocked. I'm assuming it will be the same as what we get already, but with different clips and different music. Mm -hmm. I, I don't expect to see anything different. And that's fine with me. But at the end of the day, this is... Something they're doing for what is it 38 nights or something, 40 nights. Um, you know, this is not a, a long term thing. This is gonna be a one and done. So I'm just happy they're doing something that will tie in. I'd have I'll be honest, I'd have been equally happy if they just said they're doing cinematic spectacular. Honestly,
1: oh, so yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Um, because just to just to have seen it. So the fact that we're getting, you know, a, a version for this event. I think is, is special in itself. So I'm not expecting anything out of the the ordinary for this.
1: I'm, I'm very, very, very intrigued about it. I really can't wait to see it. So the other small piece of news that I had that came about today, which also interested me because I'm like, oh no, is they've introduced a Halloween Horror Nights Scream early ticket. So when I first saw this, I was like, no, no, no. They're getting ready to stay and scream and they're going to make us pay for it. I was wrong. That's not what it is. So basically, currently, to get into stay and scream, you have to have both a daytime ticket and a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. And you're just going into the park late is all that you're doing. So as long as you're in the park before five o'clock when it closes, you can make your way to the stay and scream area. They're introducing a ticket for $25 where you can enter the park at 3pm. So you can do anything that you want to in the park between three and five. And then at five o'clock, you'll be let into a stay and scream area. So you have to have a Halloween holidays ticket and you have to pay $25 for your early entry scream early ticket. But you do not need a daytime admission ticket.
2: Uh, i mean is this is the fear that this is going to be what we're going to you know this is the future like you said there your initial fear when you saw this was they're going to make us pay for stay and scream
1: mm-hmm.
2: is this do you think i mean there's two schools of thought. the first one is is this going to be a test to see if they can charge for stay on screen or is this going to be a little bit like what Disney just announced with their afternoon theme park emissions at a reduced rate? Hmm.
3: I'm
2: not, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really get what the benefit is. I suppose the only, the only benefit really is that, it means that people don't have to buy a full price day ticket. Yeah. To stay and scream. Yeah. And maybe I, mean, I
1: that- don't feel like an awful lot of people would do that anyway. However, whenever I'm so I go I go into the park as late as possibly can when I'm doing stay and scream. So I'll go into the park early in the morning, smash some rides, come back, get ready, and then I'll literally turn up at the park at like ten to five and then run down to Mo's. But when I'm outside trying to get in, there's just thousands and thousands of people, like gigantic crowd all waiting to get into the park. And I'm like, some of you guys must have daytime tickets. Some of you guys must be annual pass holders. Like, why you, Why do you not know about Scream? Is that what it is? Or what do all of these people genuinely not have a daytime ticket and they're purely in for Halloween holiday nights? But then I think about how busy the staying screen areas are being like if you go back and look at videos from like open and week last year the stranger things staying screen at finnegan's was unreal unreal every night of the event but extra unreal for that first week and i just think if we're adding more people on top of that it's gonna be insane
2: yeah um screen isn't always fun in that regard,
1: no, like, I always hate telling people that I go to the most day and scream. So I'm like, the more people that I tell about it, about how it's so much quieter, the more people are going to go and then it's not going to be quiet anymore. But I trust you guys.
2: We like you a lot.
1: Yeah, we, I, I don't mind you guys coming to the most day and scream, <laughs> but don't make it as packed as Finnegan's, please. <laughs> I never ever do It's like for years I did and I used to really suffer through it. And then when they started doing it at Moe's, I was like, okay, this is now my preferred way of doing it because it does get a little bit busy, don't get me wrong, when they're kind of like corralling everybody in. But once everyone sat down and got a booth in there, because you can sit, It doesn't. you don't have to just sit in most. you can sit in any of the dining area. It, it doesn't feel as busy, it feels a lot more chilled out well, I just worry that it's going to get too busy and then it's going to feel like I'm just at opening of the park and I go to stay and screen to avoid the mass hysteria of opening.
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, because I've not seen the map, so I'm not sure where all the houses are and what I'm going to be getting in each of the, the stay and screen areas. Um, you know, Moe's is good, but the, the houses when we did Moe's were Blumhouse scarecrow and the hive i think
1: was right okay is that what it was yeah called? yeah that's what it would have been so this year if you are doing the moes stay and scream area you are going to be getting let me see death of fear you are going to be getting nightingales and you are going to be getting house of a thousand corpses
2: Yeah, see, that's already put me off. Only one of those houses is one I'm really looking forward to. But, as you said, it's a much more chilled out uh, place to be.
1: For sure. If you're going to do Finnegan's, you're going to get Ghostbusters, you're going to get Stranger Things, you're going to get Us. Usually they'll open... That's going to be like a... Honestly. But what they usually tend to do is do... Like the, the front two houses would be like Ghostbusters and Stranger Things and then Us and Yeti, for example, which is the one next to Us, would maybe open slightly later. So,
2: Yeah, because I think actually, I actually Blumhouse that. didn't... I don't think Blumhouse actually opened up straight away. If I remember rightly, we did Hive and Scarecrow and we had to wait for Blumhouse to actually open.
1: Yeah, last year it was that Blumhouse opened in Stay and Scream and Slaughter Cinema opened in Stay and Scream and um, Dead Exposure was a little bit later. Um, Trick or Treat was a little bit later. Seeds of Extinction was a little bit later. So it was just really the two that you could go into. So I imagine it would just be Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. But then... Maybe they'll utilize Hello Kitty and maybe like Hello Kitty into Us and Yeti. Hello
2: Kitty's a house.
1: Hello Kitty. Yep. Yeah. Well, they have new Dracula Hello Kitty themed merchandise. So yeah, you know I'm going to buy everything. If I love anything in life, it's Japanese characters and horror. I saw it this away. morning, and I was like, "I've got to."
0: I was going to actually tag you this morning, and I thought, "Oh, Amanda will have already seen it." <laughs> sure well and then I saw that you posted
1: about him this afternoon. I was like, "Yeah, she's arrived." Oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, people walking the house and they're like, "What's so this room gonna be decorated like? Is it gonna be kawaii? Is it gonna be like a torture chamber?" We don't know.
2: So, here's a question, Amanda. Yeah. We're looking at. Um, I think we're going to be getting express passes. Uh huh. So. How essential is staying scream still if you've got Express?
1: Honestly, this year, I'm going to say very. I feel like if you you know that you're going to go... Right. If I was going to be going for one night, and I just wanted to attack it, I would never recommend anybody just go for one night. But, like, for example, Ryan last year. Ryan went for his first night ever at Halloween Horror Nights. And he was like, no, no, no we're only going for one night. I went on the park trader and gave them, like, a rundown of how they could do the night.
2: Oh, didn't you just?
1: hmm So, I was like, still do stay and scream. Because you're going to be exhausted. Get your express pass. And you'll get everything in stay and screen, you might get things done twice, two or three times, and then you can enjoy the rest of your night with your express pass. You might not even need to use her at first. But this year, with such heavy IPs, if you're getting an express pass, still 100 percent recommend that you go and do stay and scream if you have a pass for the day.
4: Gotta take the pressure off you, yeah.
1: Exactly. Don't get me wrong, like when I go to Halloween Horror Nights, I go and I do like 10, 11, 12 nights when I'm going. So I don't I don't ever really get Express Passes anymore. It's rare that I do. It's only really if I'm going with friends that are going to have an Express Pass and I just want to be able to do stuff with them. But I do stay in scream pretty much every night. And I always get at least eight houses done each time. And that's me like just chilling. I'm not doing it like crazy trying to smash everything. I sit down and I have a drink and I like I have a laugh with my friends and stuff. But I think if your plan is to make sure that you get everything done in one night, I would do both this year.
4: Yeah, it makes sense. your mm-hmm. a touring plan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We? Well usually so here's how I like to do Halloween Horror Nights because people always message me and ask me, it's like, what do you recommend I do? Blah, blah, blah. But my dear, dear friends of the podcast, we trust, trusting, her. I know that you won't make it extra busy. I go to Moe's, do Stay and Scream, I do whatever tent houses are in that area, then I walk to the front of the park, and I do the main house of the year, or I try and do the main house of the year, because all of the crowds kind of coming in, and they've like the lines start to like dwindle slightly compared to where it was when it first opened but it's still big so i get that out of the way so that's done and then I'll do whatever originals are in the sound stages and then I kind of work my way back around the park and then I do the back sound stage and back tent houses last and I usually have time to circle back around and do the first ones I did again
2: so... That's my
1: preferred way of doing it.
2: If I hear this correctly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're basically our tour guide on a Friday night.
1: I mean, I'm down for it.
2: I'm, I'm aware of that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be drunk halfway
2: through. <laughs> Me and Craig have made a pact where um, we're both not going to get too drunk. We weren't too bad last <laughs> time, but I did have a bit more Dutch courage than I probably should have and I wasn't eating very much. So it did get to my head a little bit. Uh and I still remember the event you know really well, but uh the plan issue is to remember even more of it. So
1: well here's my other top Halloween horror nights tip. Halfway through the night. So have your little sand drinks, have a drink while you're waiting in line for the big house. And then when you get halfway through go to Starbucks and get a coffee and then carry on drinking.
2: That is dangerous, but I like
1: but it. But also, while you're having your coffee, you can get Twisted Taters or Pizza Fries.
2: Well, maybe not Twisted Taters after last time, but yes.
1: I say that and I know that the are acidy death, but I still have them.
2: Mine were fine. Craig's seasoning took his lips, well, both our lips off, actually.
1: Honestly? Yeah. What well, well, they, saw.
2: What was that, Mr. D? What was that? Um, I I think I had salted maybe, but um, Craig had salt and vinegar.
1: It was spicy.
2: And it's not, um, it's like a coating rather, you know, it's not salt and vinegar like we would do in a chippy. Um, It was like a a salt and vinegar salt kind of combination. You know, I suppose like crisps or something. And um, yeah, it was just really, really uh, tangy. Just a bit burny on the lips. So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: be wary of Nick, that. Nick,
1: have you tried pizza fries?
2: No. So I I wasn't really that familiar with pizza fries last time. And I think when I did see them, because I think the only place I saw them was around ET, somewhere around ET area.
1: Yes, it's a Woody's Pizza.
2: There you go. Um, and I think they only did them with pepperoni. Now, I was actually eating meat at that time, so it wouldn't have bothered me, but um, neither of us were hungry, so we didn't we didn't get them. But now I know more about them, then, yeah, I, I need to try some pizza fries.
1: For sure. And now they do make them without, um, without the pepperoni, if you ask them. The first year they did them, when I asked them, they were like, no, we can't do that. And I guess it's because they just had a whole bunch of them pre-made. Yeah. Um, but now last year they were like yeah yeah sure we can do it and also if you're an annual pass holder they have a secret menu in the Cartoon strip cafe in Toon lagoon and you can get margarita pizza fries there only if you're a pass holder
4: margarita pizza
1: fries margarita pizza fries they don't even give you a pepperoni option so dab That's,
4: that's three of my favorite things right there
1: Honestly, I freaking <laughs> love pizza fries so much. Like, if you get a chance to have a little pizza fry break during your Halloween Horror Night Spookiness, try them, because they're done
2: oh, We will be. We we absolutely will be. Um, We'll make sure that we get a break for pizza fries.
1: For sure. Okay, so real quick, because I'm super conscious that this is going to be a really long episode because we've got a lot of hype houses to get through what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around each person I'm going to be like 10 everyone will see what the 10 is 9 everyone will see what the 9 is if you haven't prepared it family can wing it I winged it on a video last night <laughs> <laughs> and I changed it about 5 million times while I was recording and then I had my top two and I was like nope changing it around as I was filming so I'm gonna to have to try and remember what I said <laughs> But hype list for the houses. I'm always intrigued by other people's hype lists and I'm always intrigued how they change throughout the event as it's progressing. And I'm extra intrigued about what it is at the end of the event. So we'll do one now and then we'll do a comparison one once we all come back from our trip and we'll see how different they are. So with that in mind... Our hype list, my number 10, let me just bring our notes up and see if I made a note on it. <laughs> Smart Amanda would have, surely. <laughs> I did. It did. Okay. So my number 10 is depth of Fear. Hmm. I know. This was very hard for me to make actually. So I was like, oh, I don't really want to put any of them at number 10 because I feel like they're all very, very strong houses this year. And they always feel mean when I'm making a hype list. Like, if I'm putting something at number 10, it must mean that I think it's gonna be crap. I don't at all. I think of Sophia is gonna be ridiculously cool. It's just there's other houses this year that I'm obsessed with already. So that's why it's my number 10. So Nick. Watch
2: your number 10, uh, I think my number 10 is probably going to be Nightingale's Blood Pit.
1: Interesting
2: reason for that, and uh, me and P Dubs kind of did a little bit of this the other day. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, I, I prefer psychological horror rather than just trying to worm with gore. Um, which is why I didn't like The Saw House because it was just torture, and I just didn't like it, didn't scare me. Like, necessarily, I just didn't. It just made me feel uncomfortable, I just didn't like it. Um, and from what I've read about, you know, what the synopsis of the house that's what this is going to be, so that's why I put it um down at number 10.
1: Okay, so Paulie D, yeah,
4: uh, Yeti, terror of the year, <gasps> really, yeah,
1: that is interesting. I mean, I, you
4: know, I mean, completely changed my mind, but just on the on the sort of theme about the logging camp being savaged by a tribe of yetis um yeah it, it may be great and I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm not not looking forward to it but um just based on what i've read so far that one
1: okay p dabs
0: what's yours i'm gonna be the first one to make amanda cry House <laughs> <laughs> of a thousand corpses <laughs> is
1: my number 10 wow <laughs> wow 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 well
2: it's a good job a man who can't boot people off the call
1: honestly right that means now then that you're coming through that with me <laughs> me and yeah. in the pack
2: <laughs> okay that's
0: fine
1: <laughs> and when you come out you're going to be like oh so wrong
0: probably I'm quite sure I will be <laughs>
1: No, this is why I love people's high list, honestly, because everyone's is so different. And it's crazy how you think that like a house is super, super popular and then it's like up and down on people's lists. But anyway, number nine, mine is gonna be us. So despite the fact that I absolutely adored the film, I just feel like I feel like it will be a good house. I just don't know how it's gonna be a good house yet. So that's the only reason why it's my number nine. Enough.
3: So, Nick,
2: uh, I'll I'll be the second to make you cry. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, Similar reasons to Nightingale. <laughs>
1: okay, P
0: Uh My number nine. I'm going with Yeti. The the description has just not grabbed my attention at all. Um, it's probably the one with the least detail in in the description as to to what it's going to entail. And it's it just not grabbed my attention this time. And I'm sure again that'll change once I see it. But yeah, just not enough detail in the description at the moment to to grab me. I
1: see. Polly D.
4: Uh Depth of Fear would be my number nine. So I like I like the idea of the underwater theme, but the the mouth brooders, you know, just that just sounds like really grumpy people. And they infect humans <laughs> with flesh-eating acidic eggs. So yeah, don't know.
1: I'm I feel like wanting to
4: be Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, the underground,
4: the underwater thing could be quite cool. you yeah. know, Good lighting and you know, atmospheric and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, You know, persuade me.
1: Impress me. Okay so my number eight was Nightingales. I really do think this is going to be an amazing house and I like I am partial to seeing some gore and I do think it's going to be extra gory. I think it's gonna be great and I think that the scenes are going to be fantastic and like the props are going to be fantastic in it. Again there's just so many strong houses it was really hard and I felt terrible for a number eight. So Nick what's yours?
2: I might make you upset again. I think I'm going to go oh. graveyard games.
3: <gasps>
2: I think it's a tough one again because we're kind of guessing with a lot of these what we're actually going to see. Yes,
3: um,
2: and you know it sounds like it could be quite a bit of fun, but I just think compared to some of the other descriptions, it just didn't really grab me as much as it grabbed you. So
1: okay, so P dabs.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Us, just because I'm not sure where it's going to go. I haven't seen the film, but I was saying to Nick the other night, I've listened to you guys describe it. And just for me, I'm not buying into it being a house at the moment. Um, and I'm sure, again, I'm sure that will change. I'm, I am i am going to try and watch that at some point before we go um, and get a bit of a, my own idea on it. But at the moment, yeah, it's just it's just not up there with some of the others.
1: Okay, me and Ash are going to watch us, I think, tomorrow evening. She hasn't seen it yet, and obviously we need to prepare her for watching it. So we're going to give it a rewatch. So, Pauly D. We lost him. He's been taken. He's in depth, of Fear now.
2: Been taken, by the heathered.
1: Honestly, he must have. <laughs> I bet he was going to put House of a Thousand Corpses, as he?
2: Well,
4: that's a good guess. <laughs> Are you back?
1: Oh, okay. Watch your, watch your number eight.
4: Oh, sorry, you went all you went all broken and distorted. I couldn't, couldn't hear you. Uh, okay, I'm going to shock you here, all right? Uh, Ghostbusters.
1: <gasps> Interesting.
4: Wow. We've all just hit the deck. I I, I love Ghostbusters. It's a great film. I I just I don't know how it's gonna be a scary. How it it you know it will be it will look great and it will be could be quite fun and the music will be good, but I don't really see it scaring me. And I don't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights to be scared.
1: A very interesting opinion. Mm. Okay. So I feel like seven upwards is where it got the hardest
3: Mm.
1: to rank. And this is where I made the majority of my changes. This one like was really, really hard. So number seven for me was killer clowns. And you know that freaking love killer clowns so much that it really did pay me to put it as number seven. I think it's gonna be amazing, though. I think it's gonna be fantastic. So, Nick, what's your seven?
2: Uh, I'm going to have to go with us.
1: Okay, that's actually for your list. That's place a lot higher than where I thought it was going to be. I,
2: yeah, I just think it, it could be a very clever house, mm-hmm. um, and I think visually it'll be it'll be pretty good. So, um, and I just I said I think it will do a better job of scaring me than the, the film did. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, P Dabs,
0: uh, I'm. Actually going to make up for it with you, Amanda. I am now putting killer clowns the same as you
1: <laughs> okay, at least we're in the same boat,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so again i I'm sure it's going to be a great maze the The scare zone last year last year was was fun um but that's kind of my problem with it i I'm not looking for one of these comedic mazes. I don't particularly enjoy the ones that are meant to be a little bit on the comical side um I'd rather just be out and out scared. Um, so that's why it's a bit lower on my on my list.
1: A fair point. Okay, Polly D.
4: Uh, take me cry again. Probably going to go <laughs> House of a Thousand <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, just... at least it's not number eight, which is what I thought yours was going to be.
4: No, no. I mean, it, it could be quite scary and it could be quite fun. Uh, I just don't know enough about it, really.
1: I think that this one is going to make up for all the ones that people have been like, oh my God, the tone turning Halloween hearts down, making it family friendly. I think that House of Thousand Corpses will make up for that. And Nightingales as well, I think both of them will. So my number six is Ghostbusters. And again, super hard to put that low down on my list because I'm very excited about it, but... I am really obsessed with all the ones that are above it. So, Nick, what's yours?
2: Uh, mine's Yeti.
1: Okay. You're really excited about Neti. Neti, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm Netty laughs> <the> Yeti. <laughs> Neti <laughs> Yeti.
2: I think that Yeti will be very impressed. You know, I, I'm kind of basing my thought process on this, on what I did with The Shining. Mm-hmm. the the kind of snow effects in the beginning of the and the end of the the shining maze. So if they replicate that for an entire maze, I think it'll be some really good fun. Lots of blood in the snow. I think it will be quite a good uh, good house.
3: Oh sure,
1: okay. P Dabs.
0: Now I, this was the point I came to where I'm really struggling to put them in any order, but on current. Orders I am gonna go with nightingales
3: okay.
0: um i'm I like the historical stuff I have to say, and that's why it was so difficult to put this a little bit bit lower, but like Nick, I'm not one for all out gore um I like it to be subtle and that, that's kind of what's knocked this down to, to number six for me
1: okay, poly d that's
4: good. Because... For six, I think, and mm. uh, that's still pretty good. I think you know, i still expect and, you know, under for us. I'm still looking forward to it. It just um, it could be really creepy, and I hope it is. That's what I'm looking for.
2: So what was that? Rather than
4: you know, out now. Out. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear
2: me? Yeah, no. Sorry, I miss. I miss what? How she said?
4: Oh, sorry. Us. Us. Yeah. Us. Nice, okay.
1: Yeah. That's that's quite high on the list.
4: Yeah.
1: Interesting.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be good.
1: Okay, so number five, mine is gonna be Yeti again. I think this house is gonna be gorgeous. Like Nick, you just said about how you compare it to The Shining. I'm in full agreement with that. And then things like when we had the body collector's house and we had the gorgeous wintry scene outside. I'm all about a good winter. House. I'm all about it being cold inside of a house. I love snowy theming. I think it's going to be delightful to look at. So that's why it's my number five. Nick, what's yours?
2: Killer Clowns. Okay. Um, I I have only just watched the film for the first time. We we obviously did a fantastic interview with John Masari recently, uh, which is you know fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it was hard the top my top five is is hard to kind of put into any kind of order, then they're all gonna be good um but there are just a few that i am more excited about um than 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 that so that's why it got number five
1: okay p dubs
0: uh I'm going with graveyard games for my number five um and again it was really difficult that these next two it was it was difficult to put them in in any order really um but just because I've got a bit, a bit more of a love for the the next one that's going to come up, that just kind of knocked it. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I think it'll, it'll look fantastic. I know Amanda, you love the graveyard thing, um, mm-hmm. and my wife is very similar in in that sense. That she'll make a stop while we're driving along the road to go and walk around graveyards and things. Um, and I <laughs> it think it will look. At, yeah, I think it will look absolutely fantastic, and. Again, it's just a little bit of the unknown, wanting to know a bit more about it that's, that's kind of cost it, I think, yeah. in my list.
1: I feel like in Halloween Horror Nights of years past, we used to get websites where they're like super interactive and they'd like reveal different parts of the story, like over the space of a few weeks or a few months. And I feel like Graveyard Games would have been one that would have been perfect for a website like yeah. that i know that we're getting the kind of interactive element where we can do facebook messenger for the halloween horror nights page and we can like talk to people in the town and some like local teenagers and stuff and that'll unravel the story a little bit but that's the night of being at halloween horror nights i would have yeah. really loved to learn more about it in the run-up okay yeah, definitely paulie day
4: okay my next one is nating for uh the same reason that P dub said sort I of like the idea of the theme that could be um I hope it isn't just gore, although a bit of gore is fine. Mm. But uh, you know, looking for some really sort of good sets
1: and scares. Amazing. Okay, so moving on to number four on our list. Mine is Graveyard Games. I've spoken an awful lot on the podcast about how I'm super excited for this house. I think it's going to be stunning. I can't wait to see how they do it. I love ghosts. I freaking love graveyards. I feel like I'm going to spend an awful lot of time in this house. I feel like the other houses that are near at the top of my list are going to be extra busy. I think the originals are always slightly less busy. So this probably is a house that I will do the most this year. So, Nick, you're number four.
2: My well, number four is the highest ranking non-IP in my list. It is Depths of Fear. Um, ah. I've put this at number four because I love Dead Waters so much. Um, it was one of my favourite, if not my favourite, house of uh, 27. So I know this is not the the exact same thing, but because there are some similarities, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for this one.
1: Perfect. P-Dabs.
0: On with Nick. That's a fair as my number four as well, for more or less exactly the same reasons. Though I didn't do twenty-seven, um, it was one of my favourite of what I saw because I know they did a little bit of press that year with with people going through the mazes, um, mm-hmm. and what I saw of that was just fantastic. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those those same effects used for this.
1: Amazing. Okay, Polly D.
4: Graveyard games.
1: Oh, I would like twins.
4: Uh, I just think the potential for graveyard games is uh, is awesome. You know, there's lots of different things you can do with with a spooky graveyard. There's be on the haunted mansion.
1: Indeed, indeed. Okay, so my number three is going to be Stranger Things. I extra can't wait to see this house. You guys know how much of a door stranger things. I'm so excited about it. I'm unsure of exactly which scenes are going to be in it. Obviously, we know from the blog post that things like Hopper's Cabin's going to be in there, and the mall's going to be in there. But I'm excited to see exactly how it is. I think this is going to have gigantic queues, So I'm trying to get this one done ASAP. But I'm so freaking excited. So Nick, quite
2: sure, number three. Oh, this this bums me, man. <laughs> My number three is going to be Universal Monsters. <sighs> um, it's it's really tight. This this the further you get down the list, the harder it is. Nice. And I'm really looking forward to Universal Monsters. But the other two I think I'm just looking forward to that much more. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what they do. Um love the look of the Universal Monsters, so really excited with what they're gonna do with this
1: amazing amazing okay so PDAPs.
0: so my final three i think are the same as next but <laughs> in a different order <laughs> um i'm going with ghostbusters at number 3 um not because i dislike it in any way shape or form i think it will look fantastic um i just not convinced there will be as many scares as some of the other other houses um and I just have a love for the other two franchises just a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. with that, going Ghostbusters number three.
1: Perfect. Okay, Polly, do you your number
4: three? Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
1: Ah, I love how high it is on your list.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, clowns are hardly creepy anyway. It's a pretty good chance I'm going to punch one. Can
1: I, my, my I changed my mind yeah. so you
4: can't walk through this week. <laughs> if, uh, if
2: anyone wants to I mean, what, uh, make a like the first one of us to get kicked out of a park, high <laughs> oh, money on this oh, Yeah, and the
1: list out. <laughs> <laughs> okay so my number two this was so freaking hard honestly this is the one that i changed around literally as i was saying it on my video and i was like oh shit did i really need to to do that shall i redo it i don't know maybe i really feel like that so my number two is classic monsters and although classic monsters are my favorite thing on this planet I just feel like my number one house is going to be the better house in general. I like the classic monsters characters and films an awful lot more. But I think purely going off house-wise, I think number two. Number two for classic monsters. But I think I'll spend an awful lot of time in this house too, honestly. And I think any merch that they have classic monsters this year, buy one of everything.
3: Mm.
1: Like every single thing and killer clowns, and strange things and house uh, everything and buying all the merch basically okay nick what's yours
2: speaking of merch i'd like uh, a t-shirt that had the image from the cinematic not the cinematic spectacular but you know because
1: marathon of mayhem
2: yeah that that image they put out for that looks looks great and has oh, you
3: know awesome. the,
2: the best ips on it um my number two I would quite happily swap with my number three if um, they play Monster Mash continuously in the queue for it. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: But I don't think they will. So my number two, this again was a toughie, is Stranger Things. The house last year looked fantastic. Uh, The third season, I I wasn't a big fan of season two. Season three, smashed it. Loved season three of Stranger Things. I'm excited with, as you said, what they've announced they're going to put into this house. So, yeah, Stranger Things.
1: Okay, P. Dabs, what's yours?
0: Oh, I'm with Nick on this one. Stranger Things is my number two. Um, this was really, really tough. Um, the top three altogether were, were tough, but certainly one and two were really difficult to to set out. But, yeah, I I've fallen in love with season three. I was a fan of the first two seasons. I watched both of them. Um, but I said the other night on Halloween Adventure that I could have quite happily sat and watched the whole season in one sitting this time and, and not had any problems. I would have just sat there and watched it through without even looking away from the TV. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they, they put in from season three into this house. Um, so yeah, that was my number two and the other one just topped it because it's something I've loved for a long time. So
1: fantastic
4: okay paulie d what's your number two yeah i'm gonna go with you amanda i'm going universal monsters number two uh, we all... and you know really really looking forward to this one definitely but my number one is uh i just think it's got great potential uh
1: amazing okay so My number one is obviously House of a Thousand Corpses. What? Was the
3: bride?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I better fooled you all, didn't I? Honestly, I'm so freaking excited. I feel like they could theme the entire event this year to Rob Zombie and I'd be happy, (laughs) Walking Dead style. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love every second of it. But no, I'm super excited for this house. Can't wait to do it. It was always going to be my number one. (laughs) Nick, watch yours. (laughs)
2: Uh, mine, uh, there was no doubt, uh Ghostbusters. I mean, it's the closest I've ever come to crying at an announcement at Halloween Horror Nights. And it was all the more sweet because I knew I was going. You know, mm-hmm. last year when I announced Stranger Things for the first time, and I knew I wasn't going that year, I was quite gutted Um because I thought, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that'd be a really good house. But Ghostbusters you know, it was one of the, the first things as a child that I, I really loved. And to know that I'll be walking through that film is just gonna be so emotional. And I I completely get what others have said about this house and the fact that um it's probably not going to be particularly scary and it'll probably air a bit more on the comedy side of things. Although I think you can say the same with killer clowns as well, really. Um in fact probably even more. Um, but I yeah what I've seen so far when we've had like a sneak the like leaked pits it it just looks more than I could have ever dreamed of so yeah just on a purely theming basis it had to be Ghostbusters
1: amazing I can't wait to experience this house with you because I know how much you love it
2: all the houses before that will just be me saying no thank you to a load of random (laughs) cars this house is probably just going to be me going thank you (laughs) So, uh, yeah, probably a different experience than the other houses.
1: <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, P. Dabs, what's your number one?
2: So, having been brought up as a theme
0: park fan on Universal Studios Hollywood and been on the sets of some of these films and things like that, I, it was pretty much a no brainer that I'm going with the Universal Monsters. Um, just absolutely love it. It's that's That's my era of horror. If I was going to only be able to watch one set of horror films, it would it would be those, and to see that announced was kind of like oh my god I I'm going to see it finally going to see them brought to life in their proper ways not by some random guy walking around the park dressed as Frankenstein's monster or the Beetlejuice show, it's actually going to be portrayed in the way that they're they've always been meant to be, um, and just cannot wait to. To see how they bring them to life.
2: I don't want to I don't want to rain in your parade, P-Dubs. I really don't. What happens if they do the Universal Monsters house just like... And it's Beetlejuice. Graveyard, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would love life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a real soft spot for that
1: show. do Don't
0: get me wrong. I I love that show as well. But just to, no, I to know. see them in the way that they've always meant to be. Yeah. yeah it's no. going to be something special. Yeah grade?
1: I think that basically my love of classic monsters and horror and theme parks in general came from that BLG show when I was just a mere little two-year-old and I'm actually writing a little thing for a book right now and it's kind of like a, a thing of how I got into Stuff that I'm interested in right now, and that's where it started. So, if they were going to do another B O D show, or if they were going to do B O classic monsters house, I would, I would cry, honestly. <laughs> so, Paulie Day, you are our final man with our final house. What's it going to be?
4: Well, I think by a process of elimination, quite obvious. I can... Oh no, wait a minute. Stranger <laughs> things.
1: Uh, amazing.
4: Yeah, really really important. I think it's going to make a great house. It's got it all. I mean, it's current. It's scary. It's some really good for um, The mall scene, I think, we're really looking forward to that.
2: The most I think. And it had scary monsters as well. That's that's another thing, isn't it? You know, it has got some yeah. truly horrific creatures in it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure, I think it's going to be very, very scary in parts. So I think it's going to be cool to walk through the sets of something that is so current and something that we all love so much, but I think it's definitely going to be scary.
4: And if they have got Lamelle, it's going to be absolutely terrifying.
1: I mean, I'm just hoping for Billy and Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have Luke. Luke's a good substitute, Steve. I have a little pop vinyl of Steve and a little pop vinyl of Bride of Frankenstein. And Rain plays with them, and he calls it Luke and Mand.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yesterday, I was sending Luke videos because he had hold of both of them, and he was making me kiss the Luke one. And I was like, "Stop it!" And then he threw Luke on the floor, and I was like, "Oh, I'm killing me Uncle Luke." <laughs> it's a terrible time. Poor Luke. I know. I know. Bless him. I'm really excited. I wish that we could have Luke on. I wish we could have Chris on. I wish we could have Craig on, so we could hear all their hype lists. But I'm sure that they'll next be posted episode. somewhere. Well, next That's episode, well. maybe. How many more episodes have we got up until our hundredth?
2: Uh, I haven't got my phone to hand, so I can't tell you. But it's not many. I, think, I
1: believe it's four, three, three or four.
2: Yeah, I think this is even ninety-six or ninety-seven. I'm uh-huh, um, missing to go. So yeah, maybe we can get Chris. Uh, luke and cray together and just do one with their hypeness.
1: amazing oh my god i forgot to talk about the trivia game okay so along with our marathon of mayhem announcement is announced that we're gonna have the return of Terra trivia this year so if you guys aren't familiar with it it was a mobile game through the universal app that we had last year and it is basically 11 levels where you can test your Halloween Horror Night's knowledge it is based on this year's events and also Halloween Horror Night's history and there's a live leaderboard that goes up on a screen in the park and I'm determined to be top of that leaderboard this year (laughs) so keep your eyes peeled but there's all kinds of like achievements apparently this year is going to be a pizza fries achievements and you can get the app on Apple and Google Play Store if you don't already have that Universal app. Exciting times. I don't know whether they you can actually like, win real prizes. I'm not too sure. All I cared about was being like, top of the leaderboard. <laughs> but I'll look more into it and let you guys know. So, anything else that you guys wanted to talk about Halloween Horror Nights related? No? Okay, so... We are gonna look some more into some venues for our meetup, and we're gonna post the info asap because I know that it's important that people can plan the date. is It is for sure gonna be on Friday the twenty seventh of September, and it's for sure gonna be in the afternoon. So clear your diaries for that day. I'm excited for us all to get together, hang out, have a couple of beers, some mocktails for those of us that don't drink. Not me. I drink, obviously. <laughs> I'm very excited I really 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 can't wait to hang out with everybody And I think it's just going to be a lovely day
2: yeah no absolutely I I think there are going to be people that are going to be able to come to that on a Friday there are some people that won't be able to make that but will be there at various points in the weekend so for me I'm just excited to excited and anxious because we all know not very good with new people but about meeting some of our listeners because let's be honest we do this for fun we you know we have to do this for fun because that's <laughs> you don't get rich on podcasts um but you know if you weren't listening we'd be talking to nobody so the fact that we can actually thank you personally is uh, a treat for sure and as well if you can't make it that
1: night, nice, like some of us are there for extra days. I'm there for almost three weeks and if you if you see us, like please come over and say hello and like we can hang out and we can have a little chat because I got quite a few messages last year from people who were like like I, I did meet quite a few people last year and it was like super fun. But then I had a few messages from people that were like I saw you and like I didn't want to come over and like interrupt. Please interrupt like please come and say hello because I I do I I love I love meeting people who are part of our little group
2: yeah and the thing is as well like amanda talks to luke a lot so you know there will be times where i'm sure both of them are struggling <laughs> to like think of another topic of conversation so
1: honestly luke's probably like shut up amanda <laughs> stop talking to me someone save me
2: and look I, I make no bones about it right i know i'm the least desirable person to meet on here so i get that <laughs> but if you see any of us, we'll all be really glad to, to meet you. Me, P-Dubs and Craig will be there from the 26th fish. Yes, we arrive yes. on the 26th we? uh, So we'll be around Universal from the, the night of the 26th to the morning of the 30th um, at various times. So if you see us um, and we'll be with Amanda and obviously uh, Paulie D on the Friday, but that whole weekend, if you see us at any time, alone, together, doesn't matter. Come say hello. It'd be really nice to Put some names to faces. Um, and after that, Amanda and Mr. D will both be there at various times. So, yeah, got no excuses. Um, mm-hmm. On that, Amanda, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention last week in the group, I finally got the final designs ready for our T-shirts
1: yes we
2: are doing universal after dark t-shirts and we're also doing universal after dark halloween horror nights 29 meetup t-shirts um both are the same price it's 15 pounds for people in the uk delivered it's 20 dollars for people in the us delivered um it's because they're coming from the uk it's not because we don't like you I promise um we're not really making any money on these t-shirts we just want to make you know our t-shirts on the spreadsheet shirt store uh, are quite expensive we wanted to try and get them made a bit cheaper the quality is is great i took a photo of my own one last week i was really really pleased with it um a few people have placed orders already so thank you very much for those i haven't ordered them yet and the reason for that and the reason i'm saying this now is because if we get uh, the chance to do a bulk order instead everyone pays less for their t-shirts so it's 15 pound 20 dollars but if we get enough order in one go that price will go down so if you are interested uh message us on uh or send us an email at dark or universal dark at gmail.com uh with the subject universal t-shirt you can have whichever one you want. You don't have to have a Halloween Horror nights one. You can have one just with the logo on it. That looks brilliant as well. Um it's the same price either way. And uh yeah if we get enough of those ordered at once then the price comes down for everybody. So um I will send invoices out to people once I've got a confirmation of how many I want to place an order by um next week which is the where are we at now? 20th. So I want to place an order by, yeah, the 20, uh, 26th is a bank holiday, so 27th of August. If you want a t-shirt, contact us by the 27th of August. I will then know how many I'm ordering and then what the new price is going to be. So that's the reason no one's been invoiced yet is because I'm trying to get them a little bit cheaper. So yep, if you've been debating it or, or anything like that, then um, you know, let me know and we'll see if we can get it cheaper for you. Uh.
1: Amazing. Okay. On that note, we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Here we are. I
2: I just realised this is actually episode 95. I've got my maths a little bit wrong, but we're still close (laughs) to 100. We're still close to 100. (laughs)